Welcome. This is One Christian, One Topic. Today our guest is Father Emmanuel Chigbo. Today's topic, the song Baila Baila. Let's get to it. I'm intrigued by this song, Baila Baila. It seems like you composed it, recorded it, you shot a music video, you marketed it, and it went viral across the world. So I find it fascinating. Uh, and this is what I want to talk about with you today. So what motivated you to compose this song, Baila Baila? A long story, uh, when the call is short, I work as a hospital chaplain. So uh, doing it came as my response to the pandemic, COVID-19. So working as a hospital chaplain, I could see the pain of the patients. I could see the pain of family members who could not come into the hospital to see their loved ones. I could see the pain of the staff members. And uh, to help family members, we would use Zoom. Zoom into the room of the patients and they could see the patients lying down with different gadgets connected to them, different tubings all around. And the family members would speak, the patient would not respond. And so with all those, I also heard people saying continuously, don't worry, we will get to the end of the tunnel and there'll be light at the end of the tunnel. So I thought about it. I said, why do we have to wait for the end of the tunnel? Why do we have to wait for the light at the end of the tunnel? Why can't we just be light in the tunnel? So I began to think of how I could portray that. And then I thought of doing it through music. Uh, music is something I love and uh, it shows in my ministry, my relationship with people. So I said, okay, why not do that through music? And the next question became, what is the language to use? I thought of English language uh, because uh, even though many may not agree, but I consider English as my first language. <laughs> uh, I'm from Nigeria, we we're colonized by the British and uh, I went to school all in English. So uh, I can do more in English than any other language. So I thought of doing that in English language and considering the fact that uh, I work in San Diego, I live in San Diego and uh, even more in Chula Vista, which is very close to the Mexican uh, US border. So we have a lot of people who speak Spanish. I said, okay, to reach out to more people, let it not just be in, in English, bring Spanish into it. And uh, eventually Spanish even became dominant. And just also to show that I've not forgotten my roots and I chipped in my mother tongue, uh, which is Idoma, and then chipped in Igala. And, uh, the central message of the song is dance and forget your sorrow. And that also comes from something I've come to learn as a chaplain. And that is the difference between pain and suffering. That pain is what happens to us and suffering is our response to what happens to us. And so uh, you would notice that two different people may be undergoing the same level of pain but different levels of suffering based on their response. And that's why the main message of the song uh, became 
even though we have no control over what is happening to us, which is the pain, we have control over something. And that is our response to what is happening to us. And that will determine the level of the suffering. And so came the birth of Baila Baila. I know that you collaborated with uh, Padre Steve, Sister Rebecca Zuro, uh, Sister Katia Chavez. How did you all come together? Uh, for me, uh, music is something that I use to build community. Uh, I began as a choir boy. And one thing I love about uh, the choir, singing in the choir, is how people can be singing different parts of the same song and forming great harmony. So music for me helps to build relationships, it helps to connect people. And so whenever I come up with a song, I think of how to get more people into it. Uh, for the priest and the two nuns in it, uh, the one I've known for the longest is Padre Steve. Uh, Padre Steve happens to be from the same diocese with me, the Diocese of Ida in Nigeria. Uh, we both attended the same high school seminary, St. Kizito Minor Seminary in Ida, but I was way ahead of him. I was uh, about graduating, also the sixth year, about either fifth or sixth year, when he came into the first year of the minor seminary. And uh, he caught my attention at that early stage. I could see him as one uh, who already had a purpose, who was diligent, who was serious about whatever he was doing. So he caught my attention then. And when I went to college seminary, he went to a different college seminary, but I kept paying attention to him. And uh, when I was ordained a priest, he was still in the college seminary. And I noticed he was already coming up with some songs and uh, his, his first album, I happened to be the diocesan music director there. His first album, when he was working on it, he went to the bishop and the bishop directed him to me uh, to look at the songs. If I approve of them, then he will give his approval. And then, so I gave him all the encouragement. I said, I told him, don't ever give up, just keep doing this. And eventually he became ordained a priest. And then I was sent on mission and studies to the United States. And he was sent on mission and on studies to uh, Germany. So he's currently studying in Germany. And he's, he keeps working on his music. And then myself in the United States uh, doing the same thing. So when I came up with the song, I said, this is a song I really, I would like to travel far. And uh, I would like you to bring people together, especially at a time where people were locked up in their homes. So uh, I didn't think of a better person to get into it than uh, Padre Steve. And then here in San Diego, uh, there are two nuns, uh, Sister Katia Chavez and uh, Sister Rebecca uh, Soro. Uh, they invited me to give a talk to uh, young people discerning vocations to uh, the religious life. That was the first time I met them. Uh, Sister Katia is a vocations uh, directress. So she invited me and uh, that was the first time we met. And from our conversation, got to know that she loved music too. And then I said, oh, that's wonderful. Let's see if we can do some things together. Um, our first song uh, we did together uh, goes by the title, Ojo Agba, so I got purely Igala. Uh, I did that with her. And then uh, I discovered that uh, Sister Rebecca living in the same community with her was also very good in music and got her into it, we did that. So when the time came for Baila Baila, 
So I said, okay, we will make a good team, especially uh, with their Mexican background, because I'm just uh, learning a Spanish. I'm not that proficient in Spanish. So I told them, this is what I'm coming up with. And I confirmed the words uh, with them. And so uh, we came together and did it. Father, uh, Padre Steve did not have to come to the US. Uh, with technology, we were able to do that. I have my studio, he has a studio. He had his own studio first. He encouraged me to get the equip equipment and have my own personal studio. So I did a voicing here in the United States with uh, the nuns. And then Padre Steve did his own voicing in Germany. And we brought everything together and sent to our producer, True Shells, who is in Nigeria. So he worked on it in Nigeria and sent uh, back to us. No, I think that's um, one, one thing that attracted me to about this video is it kind of embodies Catholicism, the universality of it, in both kind of like the language, the people, and, and kind of what you're mentioning, the geography, you're, you're expanding different you know, uh, uh, countries, locations. And I mean, that's why I was just, you know, very fascinated with it. Um, you touched a little bit upon it, but can you also talk about just the process of recording it? Like, how was that coordination? You were all in different locations. You're all kind of like have different parts, e even I guess the music video as well. Like, <laughs> it seems like you're all one place. You're all like one unit, but in reality, you're in different locations. How, how did that coordination work for you? Okay, uh, it was back and forth. Uh, the first, I had to get down the, the chorus. So I wanted to pass the message across, dance, dance, and forget your sorrows. So I got this, the chorus down and then confirmed with the norms and it all worked out together. And then from there, I, I wanted uh, Padre Steve to come with the first uh, stanza in English language. I kept that aside. Then I went straight to work on uh, stanza two in Spanish. And I wanted it, the message of the uh, English and the message of the Spanish to be almost the same. So I did that and then uh, kept. And then for the third stanza, I thought of, uh, now you're telling people to dance and forget your sorrows. And especially here in the United States, I've discovered that people sometimes get timid when it comes to dancing. They easily tell you, I've never taken classes in dancing. No, I, I don't know. I have two left legs and things like that. But the culture I come from, I mean, it's strange to hear that people even have to go to school for dancing because like natural, all you need to do is move your legs, move your hands, just shake your body and forget about any judgment. So I said, okay, why not describe the dance? And so on our own part here, we recorded the chorus, recorded uh, the stanzas that we took care of in the United States, then are sent to Padre Steve. So Padre Steve, uh, before then, we had to send to uh, the producer to create a sound, to create the, 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 the musical, the, the instrumentation, and you know, to fit the music. So I haven't gotten that. Then what we sang and the instrumentation already we had were sent to Padre Steve, who had to put in his own part of uh, the singing. And uh, for the video, so we got different clips here and there. We got from here in uh, the US, got some from uh, Padre Steve. 
who as, as at that time was on vacation in Nigeria. So he did his own recording. In fact, I think it all happened in a way, not, not really the way we wanted it to go. We thought we are thinking of something just simple. So we are not, it's like each step was calling for the next step. So we're not planning a video when Padre Steve was in Nigeria. He was even in the bishop's house in Nigeria. When I called him, I said, this is what we are working on. And people are insisting it has to be out now. So wherever, I don't care where you are, just send me a video of yourself doing this. So he sent uh, several videos from Nigeria. And then uh, Sister Katia, uh, one of those who did the singing, one of the nuns, did the, the video. She was the one who put the video uh, together here uh, in the US. What was your original vision when you kind of were, kind of finalized the lyrics and when you were beginning the music video, what was your kind of vision of what it would sound like and what it would look like? Okay, my vision was to get something that was upbeat. Remember that it was my response to uh, the pandemic and there was a lockdown and people were bored at home. So, and then I also noticed that with the pandemic, people were more on social media. So I thought of it as uh, my vision was to come up with something that was upbeat, that people who were moody and depressed could come out and become more lively. And then thought of a possibility of something that even those who are not intending to dance, just hearing the beat will be moved to start uh, shaking their legs and moving their bodies and just get going. So that was how I thought about it, but I was not sure of how it was going to happen. Are you satisfied with how it came out? <laughs> how oh, I would say far beyond satisfaction because uh, I thought of just something very little. I didn't know it was going to go that far. I didn't know it was going to be that appreciated uh, because I always remind people that uh, <laughs> I don't see myself as a professional musician. Uh, I just put things together and then just, just go with the flow. So. I did not know it was going to be that accepted, that welcome. And, and so for me, you know, I, I, I know there's the Baila Baila song, there's the music video, but then there's the Baila Baila challenge, uh, which is where others submitted themselves dancing to yeah. the song. And you got, you know, submissions from Claret Gospel Children, the Handmaid's International, the CVAV, Burkina Faso, the Augustinian nuns, all these groups that I see you um, online. Who initiated the Balibala Challenge? Was that part of the original concept or did that come afterwards? Coming up as a challenge was not original to me. Uh, I just wanted people to enjoy the music wherever they were. Uh, I work as a hospital chaplain. And uh, the week I did it, I took a few days off. <clears throat> so when it was out, when the first video was out, it was a video of uh, Sister Katia and myself dancing at the pier. Uh, so I went to the beach and was, uh, I shared with her, I said, you know what? Let us not preach only by our words. Let's preach also by our action. We are telling people to dance. I think it will mean a lot for people to see a priest and a nun dancing, and not even in the church, but dancing on the pier. I think that will really, even those who did not intend to dance, they'll be moved to dance, just seeing us doing that, because 
Sometimes people think of priests and nuns as those bored and boring people who are just there praying their lives away and have nothing, who have just everything about nothing, who have seen nothing good in this world. You know? I said, let's let them know that Jesus became a human being to live among us. So, so that was how the idea came. And then we danced there and I posted on my Facebook page. So this is how the challenge began. My uh, immediate boss, my uh, the coordinator of the chaplaincy, the spiritual care department in the hospital where I work, uh, Reverend Mark Weber, saw it on Facebook and he could not hold his reaction. So he went and was showing it to the nurses and other stuff. Said, can you believe what I'm seeing? That Father Emmanuel, who can be going around in the hospital, very gentle, quiet, can you see his dancing moves? With even with a norm. So I was back home not knowing that I had created something different uh, than the hospital. And that cheered the nurses and the other staff members up to see their priests doing this. That meant a lot for them. And then some of them started saying, why not we go into a challenge? Let's challenge for the manual. That was how the concept of challenge came up. And then people started dancing in different places and sending their videos. And uh, the first one that came from outside the United States was uh, from the clarets, the provincial of the Claritian uh, uh, priests in Cameroon now gathered uh, some children and then they danced and sent. And then from there, uh, ABC 10 News, uh, I mean, they, they came across the video and they reached out to me that they would like to have an interview with me. So I think that it was from that point, I lost control of it. <laughs> The rest has been that history. And what has been kind of the reaction you heard from all these? Because uh, it's been children, families, as you mentioned, schools. Uh, what has what has been their overall or general message you hear from them? Well, so many have reached out to say, thank you, Father, for giving us this gift. We needed this more than now, more than ever. And then uh, from the Spanish speaking people, especially the Mexi even Mexicans and those from other parts of uh, South, I mean, the, from the South America, they have also reached out to say, thank you so much for singing this in the language we are very much at home with. And uh, I've gotten wonderful and encouraging feedback from so many people, including my bishop back home in Nigeria, uh, Bishop Anthony uh, Adaji MSP, a priest from my home diocese, non-Catholics, non-Catholics, and it has, many have embraced it from different uh, backgrounds. And I think you you kind of touch upon this, but I feel like that your your decision to make it uh, multilingual kind of lend itself to that for everyone to go, oh, I can relate to that. I can listen to that. And at the same time, I think, uh, you know, be open to just the uh, universal universality of of uh, of the song, because, you know, I it took me for me a while to realize that Thirst Hansa wasn't in English or Spanish. <laughs> and then so, um, you know, I guess my question would be like, well, first, one my one of my initial questions should be: uh, What does um, 
the third stanza what are the actual lyrics saying on, on that because I, I know spanish i know english but i i'm i feel like i'm missing out on the third stanza what's the uh lyric saying uh i mean i mean towards the end where we use two different nigerian languages yes yes okay okay so towards the end after the third uh, stanza so i i i sang my own aspect and then uh, padre steve and both of us saying almost the same thing, but in two different uh, Nigerian languages. Uh, I sang Idoma, he sang uh, Igala. And uh, what I sang was, uh, So, Ele is uh, an exclamation, like, oh, brothers and sisters, come and let us dance. So that's what I was saying. And then Padre Steve said uh, almost uh, uh, the same thing. Uh, brothers and sisters, come, let us dance. Uh, for God is so good all the time. No, I, th I think that's that even adds more towards the overall message of the song. I think that's another thing that, you know, th there's the dancing aspect of it. There's the beat of it, the tune. But there's also, I think, the message. And I think one of the things you, you started off with that stood out to me was that lyric, while others wait for the light at the end of the tunnel, we choose to be the light in the tunnel. Sure. And I, I found that very powerful uh, verse. How did that line come to you? Well, um, those words uh, are not exactly in the song, but that was the motivation behind the song. Uh, the, the, the lyrics, uh, for the lyrics, we have, uh, you may have no power over what happens to you, but you have every power over your reaction. But what led me to that? was my response to people saying all over, oh, don't worry, there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel, there'll be light at the end of the tunnel. People kept saying that. And then once I had a conversation with uh, uh, my pastor, uh, Father uh, Tom Kiley, and we're talking about it, and somehow we came up with this idea. Why do people always talk about waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel? We are Christians, and we are the light. So why can't we be the light in the tunnel? Why do we have to wait? So it was based on that. I said, okay, how can I be a light in the tunnel? So I can do that through music and to tell people that in spite of all that is going on, we can still laugh. We can still smile. We can still sing and dance. And, you know, just going into, uh, for me, um, getting um, a background on the specific lyrics. You know, the, the other lyric that stood out to me I was the opening line where you say cada loco con su tema. <laughs> how, how did, why did you choose to include that specific line to start off? Thank you so much. You know, I, I love uh, humor a lot. And I've, it's my, one of my ways of responding to life, you know, not, don't taking life, not, don't take life too serious. You know? Just, I see the phone there and then and move on. And uh, I also love uh, learning different uh, uh, languages. I know it's about other languages. So when I first arrived here in the US, uh, a very close family friend uh, here, uh, their mom, uh, the mom of, uh, the mom speaks only Spanish. And uh, whenever, I, whenever I, I find myself around them, I always try to pay attention to some common phrases. And I notice the mom would always say, and everyone will laugh. And then sometimes someone will be saying something from nowhere, she comes in, 
this is something I would like to know and also use. That acts, what does it mean? If you want to make that uh, literally, it means uh, that every crazy person uh, with his own team. Uh, but it actually means that everyone has an axe uh, to grind. And usually you say that, for example, when you get into a place and, for example, you are talking to people and you discover that they are not paying attention to you. Everyone tends tend to be minding his or her own business. Just Kada Loco Consultema. And I chose that as uh, the opening of the song as a way of catching the attention of Spanish speakers. So, wow, where is this priest going with this, you know? Uh, even to hear that come from a priest. And then the message behind that, uh, it's a way of saying, no matter what you are going through, just know that other people have their issues they are dealing with. So you are not the only one, different people, various people have various issues they are dealing with. So that was how I brought that in as an attention getter. Well, you definitely get catch my attention. Uh, well, Father uh, Emmanuel, that's pretty much, I just want to ask you those, those questions around this topic. And just before we wrap up, I want to ask you some short questions that I'm asking all my guests, just kind of have them all answer in their own different way. Uh, so the first question is, what is one scripture verse or part of the Bible that really resonates with you and why? Well, uh, it's from the Psalms, the book of Psalms, uh, that says, the Lord marked out for me is my delight. Welcome indeed the heritage that falls to me. And you can easily connect that to even Baila Baila, because uh, I am a kind of person that I don't like to give up. I don't like throwing a pity party. He said, can you imagine all that is going on with me? You see, everybody seems to be getting it right. I'm the only one, I don't like to do that. My approach to life, uh, I, in French, I always say, si, c'est comme ça. That's how I begin, that's my foundation. If that is the case, then this is what I need to do. So I don't just say, okay, I'm in this situation, I'm finished. But I always ask, if this is what, God has brought to me, then what, what should be my response to it? So the Lord marked out for me is my delight. Welcome indeed the heritage that falls to me. As long as it is the will of God, I'm there for it, relying on God's grace. And the other kind of wrapping up question would be, what is one word, a couple of words that you would like God to use to describe you? One word I would like to, one way, one way people describe me that gives me uh, fulfillment is when I preach and people come to me to say, Father, thank you for speaking to us, or rather thank you for speaking to me, not from your head, but from your heart. I can feel that it is coming from your heart. Now, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, appreciate it. And is, is there anything this podcast can help promote or would you like others to support? Well, thank you so much for giving me this uh, privilege. And thank you for the great work uh, you are doing with this podcast. Uh, yes, the Catholic faith uh, has a lot. The Catholic Church has a lot to offer. Uh, but from my own 
point of view, I think we are not doing enough of letting people out there to know what we have to offer. Uh, I remember uh, Fujin Shin uh, saying that in the United States, there are not, uh, uh, how does he say? Okay, there are not uh, up to uh, 100 people who hate the Roman Catholic Church. However, there are millions who hate what they wrongly believe to be the Roman Catholic Church or the Roman Catholic faith. And that is where I am challenging us as Catholics to share with the world, let the world hear us, not just based on uh, secondhand uh, sources, but to hear directly from us what we have uh, to offer. So as part of doing that, I use my Facebook and then I also use uh, my YouTube uh, channel. And my YouTube channel is uh, Father Emmanuel Uchibo, that's FR uh, dot, uh, I have dot there, I'm not so sure, but FR, Emmanuel uh, Ochibo. And basically I have there my Sunday homilies. Every Sunday I try to put out my homilies there for people to, especially non-Catholics, to know that we read the scriptures and we apply the scriptures to our lives. And also for Catholics, um, many times people go to mass and they leave and they try to remember what did the priest say? And they want to go back to it. So it's my way of having it handy that people can easily listen and listen and uh, take notes. And I also have a, a blog, uh, the blog where I have not only the YouTube uh, video, but also the text of the homily I have uh, preached. And the blog is uh, fadauchibo.com. And the father is F-A-D-A, my last name, .com. And uh, just for those who may be wondering, the F-A-D-A, is the African version of the F-A-T-H-E-R. Uh, because uh, for us, uh, in Af most of the African languages I know, we do not have the T-H sound. So in place of the T-H, like when, when I hear people say, father, mother's mom, the T-H, what I'm hearing is D. So we pronounce it as father. So that is just the Africa in me that is showing there, uh, fatherochibo.com. So I would really appreciate if you could help me to promote the YouTube channel and uh, the, uh, the blog to, to reach out to uh, Catholics, non-Catholics, uh, whoever is interested to get my Sunday homilies and also my music videos. Thank you, Father Chibo. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. We hope you were inspired by this conversation and definitely check out Baila Baila, the song, the music video, and join in the Baila Baila challenge if you haven't done so already. We hope you keep tuning in for other episodes and share this podcast with others. God bless us all.